Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Bible Thumper podcast, where somebody's got to say it. My name is Patrick Hayes, your regular host, and this evening I am all by my lonesome, and we are going to get into the topic of homosexuality. Caleb and I went over this topic. I was looking it up. We went over the topic back in June, so it was almost a year ago because this is the middle of May. And I wanted to get into this topic again because I feel like America is sliding downhill really fast. And unfortunately, with it, are going all the churches. And I want to explain an idea very briefly. I'm not going to... There's a simple picture that I could draw that would help with this idea but it's going to kind of set the stage for what we're talking about. So if you think about it, you have God's standard. God's standard never changes. God's standard is the Bible. One of the things that really kind of bothers people, and one of the things that a lot of Christians don't like, is this idea that God's standards do not change. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God determines what is right and wrong. And God's word, we find these rules written down in the Bible, the word of God, God's word. The word of God transcends time. It transcends culture. It transcends everything. So the Bible, which is a very old book. I mean, it started to be written thousands and thousands of years ago. The newest portions of this book were written 2,000 years ago. We're very close to that. This book is still applicable today. Now, if you're not a Christian, I get it. You don't believe this book. But if you go to church, if you believe in God, if you pray, if you believe the Lord Jesus is God you should believe what this book says and you shouldn't discard parts of it when those parts are not convenient. So we have God's standard and that never changes. So from the time that God gave Moses the 10 commandments after he led the Israelites out of Egypt and they went over to present day Saudi Arabia and Moses climbed Mount Sinai and God not only gave him the 10 commandments, he gave him a lot of other commandments as well. He also gave him some blueprints for making the tabernacle that they were going to set up in the wilderness so that they could worship God and they could perform their sacrifices. When God set up his law all the way back then in the days of Moses, thousands of years ago, he made rules. Now, unfortunately, what has happened, and I'm talking about with Christians and with Christian churches, they have not stuck to what God determined the line in the sand to be, which again is the word of God. They have not used the word of God to determine right and wrong. What Christians today in America do and what churches in america do and unfortunately lots of pastors in america do is they don't use the bible as their standard what they do is they go off of how they feel and how they feel is that they should probably be somewhat different from the world when we look at what the world is doing in the movies on the radio in the newspapers on the internet We think to ourselves, okay, something's broken with the world, and we as Christians should not be like them. So what we're going to do is we are going to stay a safe distance away from the world. We're going to stay an arm's length away from the world. But that's not God's standard. What we are doing is we are allowing pagans, non-Christians, idol-worshiping, humanistic, evolutionary pagans to determine our standards of morality because we're just staying an arm's length away from them so as the world slowly goes downhill and gets worse the christians follow the world downhill they're just 
maybe a half generation behind the world's standards. And this topic that I'm talking about tonight, homosexuality, is a perfect example of it. When you look at God's standard, and I'm going to start I'm going to start off by telling you this. When I get talking about the sin of sodomy and the sexual perversion of homosexuality, which is a sin, when I get talking about this, I talk about it very passionately because I am very much against the sin of sodomy. I am very much against the sins of homosexuality. But no matter how passionately I talk about these sins, keep in mind God's standard when it comes to homosexuality is that it is a capital crime. And what we see is that God gave a punishment for that capital crime. And that was that those people would be dragged out to the gate of the city and stoned to death with rocks until they were dead. Now, obviously, we don't do that nowadays. And without getting into the weeds and getting off onto a rabbit trail, Israel, which was a theocracy, Israel was run by the law of the Lord for centuries. That right was taken away from the nation of Israel around the 7th, 8th, uh, not century, sorry, about 7 or 8 AD. At the time when the Lord Jesus was just a little boy, the Romans came and they said, okay, the nation of Israel is allowed to still govern themselves to a degree. But as far as ruling with the scepter, and allowing the nation of Israel to execute capital criminals, you can't do it anymore. You have to come through the Roman courts. This is why when Jesus was arrested, when he was convicted of a capital crime, it was not carried out by the high priests in the temple. It was not carried out by the Jews in the gate of the city. Because the law had changed to where now there was a government that was in charge and they were not going along with what the Bible said anymore. And we have the same thing in America. We do not govern the world by the Bible. There's a government in charge and there's a um, Department of Justice. And we go by their rules. So many things that were capital crimes in the Bible no longer are. Homosexuality, all forms of sexually perverse sin, including necrophilia, bestiality, incest, all of those things were capital crimes, Uh, along with kidnapping, that was a capital crime, witchcraft, that was a capital crime, idolatry. All of these things used to be capital crimes, and the people that took part in these crimes were executed. That doesn't happen anymore. But what we need to understand is that's how much God hates the sin of homosexuality. And really, that goes to show us how dangerous it is and how damaging it is to a culture where God said, nope, there are certain things where when we find people doing these things, we are just going to remove them from society. That's it. That is what is going to be best for the world. If we find these folks, we just execute them. So remember, that is God's standard. Now, even though we, as I said, we're clearly not in that realm anymore, we still understand that's how God feels. But what we're doing today in Christian churches, and keep in mind, when I say we, I'm not talking about me, because let me tell you, in my church, anyone that's soft on homosexuality is going to get read the riot act. It does not go over well. The world is introducing homosexuality into movies and television. It's everywhere. My wife and I have this running joke. We're always trying to find a television show that we can watch and we can enjoy. You know, just the two of us at the end of the day, the kids are put to bed and we want to just lay in bed and watch a half hour of TV before we fall asleep. And 
we're trying to find a television show that we enjoy and when we find one the joke is how many episodes until hollywood ruins the show with a bunch of queers making out that's the joke because it always happens it keeps happening and more and more shows keep getting ruined so hollywood movies television just jamming it down your throat everything online jamming it down your throat the public schools jamming it down your throat they are pushing 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 to make homosexuality appear to be number one normal and their goal is number two to get you to accept it now because the world is doing that it is snuck into christianity and into churches to the point where there are churches that have gone so far off the rails that you will actually have homosexual pastors it is insane that i have to say that it is insane to me that that is going on because honestly those people have clearly either number one never read the bible or are so ignorant about the bible that they don't understand that the condo that they don't understand the condemnation of god that they are bringing upon their own people so the churches are adopting it christians are adopting it the world is wholesale adopting homosexuality i'm here to tell you tonight christian guess what if you do not accept the sin of homosexuality you are the normal one you are the one that is right with god you are the one that god looks upon and smiles because you see this sin of homosexuality for what it is it is disgusting it is detrimental to society it is the destruction of humanity it is the destruction of health it is horrible it is so bad god says it is so terrible that the people that partake in it what we used to do is we used to just execute them because that was the best remedy that we had for society if you believe that then you are in line with what what the bible says now lots of christians don't want to hear that that is not a popular message today I had a fellow call me up and say, hey, Patrick, my uh, my daughter was uh, confronted at school. She goes to public school and she was confronted by, I believe it was a homosexual teacher. I got to look back at my text messages to make sure that that's accurate. And uh, her views and beliefs were challenged in school, in the classroom. And uh, she really didn't have a couple of answers for some questions that came up. And he said, do you have any ideas, you know, uh, what she should say, uh, what direction she should go as far as an argument? And I said, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm going to write some stuff up for you. This This is fine. I'm happy to put a little bit of time into it. So what I have for you tonight are the Christian's arguments against homosexuality. And we're going to go over many, and not all of them are going to be out of the Bible. A lot of these are going to be pragmatic. Some will be scientific. A lot will be logical. So we're going to go over several arguments against homosexuality. Homosexuals need the world to believe that their sexual choices are, number one, innate, and number two, immutable. Innate meaning a trait you were born with you don't have a choice kind of like the color of your eyes the color of your hair you you don't have a choice you're born that way and immutable meaning unchangeable there's nothing you can do to change it you have no way to change it you were born this way and that is who you are and that's the end of it homosexuals require society to believe those things if the world believes that then homosexuals and sodomites can claim a minority status and attempt to gain sympathy by pretending to be a victim so they have changed tactics through the 70s and 80s they started to switch over to this new idea where they are teaching that well we were just born that way and we can't help it and that's the end of it so you need to accept it that's nonsense 
it, it's further it's it's so far beyond nonsense it is absolute stupidity anyone that believes that is so stupid and ignorant you should just walk away from those folks you really should not be hanging out with them because at the end of any session of you hanging out with someone that stupid you are going to be dumber for it the fact is that homosexuality is a choice no one is born that way and that is really very honestly easy to prove and that's what we're going to be doing this evening Argument number one, homosexual acts are a choice. Over the last 30 years, a great deal of money and effort have been poured into Hollywood and into the American media to push the agenda that homosexuality is normal and should be accepted by everyone in society. I'm going to tell you, so much money has been poured into pushing this agenda that if you speak out against homosexuality, like I am doing tonight, you are absolutely going to be crucified on social media. You are going to be talked about as the worst thing in the entire world. You are, and, and I don't know where they come up with this, you are a racist, you are a sexist, you are, you are the worst thing that we can possibly think of. Now, they won't use logic when trying to defend their position. They will just go straight to name-calling. And they do that because they're hoping to get people to retreat. You can call me whatever name you want. I am going to be banging this drum till the day I die. I don't care when America changes its laws to be like our neighbors to the north, Canada. I don't care that they're throwing pastors in jail in Canada. When they change the laws here, I will gladly march off to prison and start a prison ministry. And you know what we're going to be teaching? That homosexuality is a sin. It is disgusting. God hates it. That's what we're going to be teaching. Many people are confused about one very simple point. Behavior is not innate. People choose their behavior. And what we need to do is we need to distinguish between innate and chosen. Our hair color, eye color, our gender, our ethnicity, these things are innate. You don't get a choice. You're born with these things. We don't get a say in any of them. The shape of our eyes, ears, nose, and mouth are innate. People actually spend a lot of money and have plastic surgery to change the way these things look because they personally have no control over them. They are born that way. Any decisions I make are chosen behavior. Where I work, what field of study I pursue, and how I choose to worship God, those are things that I choose. I also choose who I marry and who I have sex with. Fact number one, and this is an important one for you to wrap your head around. Fact number one, there is no such thing as a homosexual. There are only homosexual acts. I know a lot of people don't like that first statement, but it's a fact. One chooses homosexual behavior the terms are important and the way people phrase things is important and a lot of times there's an agenda trying to be pushed based on the phrases we use and when we continue to say that there are these people homosexuals as if they're the same as irish or italians or whatever else you want to say okay they're not I didn't choose to be Irish. I was just blessed that way. One chooses homosexual behavior. There are many other sexual perversions that people choose to do, like pedophilia. Is that chosen or is that innate? And you're going to start to see that there's a logical problem and a conclusion you're going to come to if you start saying that all these behaviors I'm listing right here are innate. Right now, they're just claiming that homosexuality is innate. But get ready. 
the rest are coming. Pedophilia is a sexual perversion that people choose to do. Zoophilia and necrophilia are the same. Sex with prepubescent children, sex with animals, and sex with corpses are chosen behaviors. 48 states criminalize the sexual assault of animals. I figured you'd be happy to hear that. You'll be glad to know there are laws against sex with corpses and sexual assault on minors as well. I would like to form one logical conclusion right now, just so I'm on record. One day, society will try to normalize other behaviors just like they are trying to normalize homosexuality. The same tactics will be used when this is attempted. For everyone who considers homosexuality to be normal, one day you are going to be asked to accept the following behaviors as normal. Polygamy, pedophilia, incest, bestiality, and yes, necrophilia. You are going to be asked to accept those behaviors as normal prior to the Lord Jesus coming back. Before the second return of Christ, things will be as they were in the days of Noah. Every sin known to man, every thought was so wicked. And yes, there are laws forbidding all of these actions in the Bible. There's a reason for that because the pagan nations of the Canaanites and the Philistines, they were practicing these sexual perversions. They were doing it regularly all the way up until Paul's day. And it was only the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ that pulled people out of this sickness. And you, as an American today in the year 2023, are going to be asked to accept these sexual perversions as normal. And they are going to tell you that the people who are performing incest, the people who are having sex with animals, the people who are pedophiles, they are going to say that that behavior is innate. They were born that way. There's nothing they can do about it, and therefore you need to accept it as normal. That's what they're doing with the homosexuals. That's what they're going to do with every single other sexual perversion. Mark my words. I'm not a prophet. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. Now, when that day comes, what are you going to do on the day when a group who practices incest claims they were born that way and their behavior needs to be accepted and considered normal by society? What's your argument going to be? See, when that day comes, you will have to apply your illogical argument and accept these additional sexual perversions, or you will have to contradict your previous argument and admit that sexual acts are, in fact, a choice. The people were not born that way. People like me who believe that homosexual acts are wrong will have no problem on that day. We will follow a logical conclusion and we will be consistent across all of these arguments. But for the folks that are starting to flip-flop and go to the side where they say, yep, homosexuality is really not that bad. It really needs to be accepted. It's not a big deal. It's only two people loving each other. It is nonsense. None of that is true. And you are going to run right into your own face and your stupid illogical arguments when the next step happens the agenda is going to continue to be pushed don't think that once homosexuality is accepted that's where it's going to stop it's a sexual perversion and people want more of it argument number two god did not create that which he forbids God doesn't label anything sinful that is innate and immutable, like our ethnicity or our height. That's an argument that racists 
use. That's an argument that Charles Darwin used. That's an argument that Mussolini used. That's an argument that Joseph Stalin used. It's an argument that every dictator who wants to commit genocide against a certain group of people, whether it be the Jews or the Armenians, it is the same argument. They were born that way, and it's wrong. They are bad, and we have a right to hate this group of people, not based on the content of their character, simply based on an innate and immutable fact. They were born part of the nation of Israel. They were born black. They weren't born Japanese. They were born Chinese. They were born Armenian. We have a right to kill them. God doesn't label anything sinful that is innate and immutable. If homosexuality is innate and immutable, then that means God created people who have no choice in their sinful actions. Fact number two, homosexual acts are a sin. This point is going to take a minute because we're going to look at what the Bible says. Keep in mind, where do we get the list of what is and is not sinful? We get it in the Bible. When we obey God, we're doing great. When we disobey God, that's sin. When God says, don't do this, we don't do it. When God says, you must do this, we must do it. Disobedience to the word of God is sin. The short answer to this question is homosexuality is one of many sexually perverse acts that God forbids. It is a sin. God does not condone it, accept it, tolerate it in any circumstance. The Bible, you ready for this? This is an important one. The Bible even condemns those who condone homosexuality. We find that in Romans chapter 1, verse 32. We read in Leviticus chapter 18, verse 22, Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is an abomination. This verse is clearly talking about two men having sex with each other. If you don't think it is, then you haven't read the whole chapter because the entire chapter is talking about sexual sin. Let's look at another verse. Leviticus chapter 20, verse 13. If a man also lie with mankind as he lieth with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. Here we read about the penalty for such a sin. It is important to understand that homosexuality is a capital crime. That is not talked about enough. That point needs to be made today every time the topic of homosexuality is brought up in the churches because we need to understand the severity of God's view on homosexuality. It's not just a couple guys that love one another. That's not what it is. It's a capital crime. Today in America, churches, or I should say today in American churches, the sin of homosexuality is increasingly ignored. There are churches that even accept it and promote it. A capital crime that God calls an abomination is now ignored and accepted in American Christianity. Folks, if you are in a church like that and you're shaking your head and you say, this is insane, I cannot believe that the church that I am a part of has gone this far and I need to leave this church because I need to be right with God. You and your family can move to Grand Junction, Colorado. Come and join our church. We make a strong stand on this issue. We use the word of God. We believe the word of God and we love folks who believe and love the word of God. Satan is currently trying to redefine homosexuality as God-ordained and morally permissible. 
Nothing could be further from the truth of God's word. The sin of sodomy is grouped together with and described as the most horrific acts against God. We just read Leviticus 18.22. Let's take a look at the verses prior to and immediately following it. I'll read Leviticus 18 verses 21 to 23. Leviticus 18.21, and thou shalt not let any of thy seed pass through the fire to Molech, neither shalt thou profane the name of the Lord uh, of thy God, I am the Lord. Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind, it is an abomination, neither shalt thou lie with any beast to defile thyself therewith neither shall any woman stand before a beast to lie down there too it is confusion so god classifies homosexual acts and sodomy with sacrificing your children to pagan gods and having sex with farm animals that's what the bible says to say that god accepts or condones homosexuality in any form is at best intellectually dishonest We should also point out that those who support and condone homosexuality are cursed by God. Romans chapter 1 verse 32, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. So friends, this is important for you to know. If your pastor condones and accepts homosexuality, If your husband, if your father condones this, there is a curse on your church. There is a curse on your family. It is not okay that we accept this in any form. We need to take a strong stance on this. We cannot be for it. We cannot say it's okay. We cannot say it's not that bad. God says we are going to be cursed. To get the context from the verse that I just read in Romans chapter 1, starting in verse 22, you can read to the end, which is um, the end of the chapter, verse 32. That portion of scripture is specifically talking about sodomy and other homosexual acts. We find that in verse 27. Verse 32 explains that God's judgment will fall on those who condone homosexual acts quote have pleasure in them that do them it's not okay now i'm going to say a couple things right here and i'm going off book here so we might get into the weeds a little bit folks understand something i'm not saying be mean to people nobody in the world has ever found patrick hayes being mean to a homosexual because of that sin. Patrick Hayes is not mean to women who've had an abortion. Patrick Hayes is not mean to anybody because of any sin that they've done. But don't ask me to take a soft stance on abortion. It is murder. Don't ask me to take a soft stance on homosexuality. It is hated by God. There is a difference. Do you understand that? Every person in the world that we come in contact with, we should be kind to. We should treat them with dignity because they're a human being. We should hopefully gain their trust so that we can give them the gospel because they know that we care about them. We want their soul saved. We want people to be born again. That's the goal with every single individual. I've seen many homosexuals come to Christ, giving them the gospel. We get down on our knees together. They pray and ask Jesus to forgive them of their sins and save them. They change their life. It's an amazing thing when we see people do that. I don't care if they're homosexuals or drug addicts. I don't care what they are. That's the goal with every human being. We're not talking about hating an individual. We're talking about hating sin. We're talking about taking a stand and saying, no, 
It's not okay. It's not moderately okay. It is wrong. It is disgusting. It is hated by God. It is bad for society. It is bad for the individual. It is bad for families. We need to take a stand. We need to love what God loves, and we need to hate what God hates. We should mention all the Christians, pastors, and churches who are in favor of homosexuality. In short, their opinions mean nothing. Let's walk through the logic of it all. We need to start with some foundational principles. So how about we go back to the Ten Commandments? We go to Exodus chapter 20. In Exodus chapter 20, we're going to go to verse 15. It's a four-word verse. Thou shalt not steal. Can we all agree stealing is wrong? That's an easy one, right? If not, let's pretend we can all agree that stealing is wrong. Just for this hypothetical situation I'm about to lay out. Now, let's assume that for some reason, Christians, pastors, and churches start to accept stealing as normal and acceptable to God. Now, that seems kind of silly, right? When's this going to happen? Let's pretend. Christians, pastors, and churches start to accept stealing as normal and acceptable to God. For our discussion, let's assume that 10% of Christians, pastors, and churches condone stealing. Would that make it acceptable to God? Well, no. Well, what if 50% of them condoned stealing? Would that make it acceptable to God? No, it would not. What about 90%? See, none of it matters because morality is not decided upon by a democracy. Morality is dictated by God. When he says stealing is wrong, then it is wrong. It doesn't matter how many people do it. doesn't matter how many people say it's okay. God transcends time and culture. God's word, what God says, what God wrote down in this book, transcends time and culture. What was wrong a thousand years ago is still wrong today, and it is wrong in every country on earth. Now, If we don't have a source from which we derive our morality, then we believe in moral relativism. We believe that we get to decide what is right and wrong, and we base our decisions on our feelings and our current situation. We believe that morality can change. You can only be one or the other. You either have a standard. Now, obviously, my standard is the Bible. Other people might have a different standard, a different book, different God. Okay, I understand that. But those of us that don't have a standard, we are believing in moral relativism. We decide, but it's not based on principles laid down by a deity. We believe in what's right and wrong based on how we feel and we're going to use anecdotal arguments believe me if if you're a moral relativistic kind of person don't come and debate debate me you're going to look real stupid real fast for that matter don't debate anyone you know i don't know smarter than a you know third grader because you're going to look stupid in front of them Argument number three, DNA, genes, and the scientific argument proving homosexuality is not innate or immutable. I'm going to read a quote. Eight major studies of identical twins in the United States, Australia, and Scandinavia during the last two decades indicate that homosexuals were not born that way. That is in the article, Identical Twin Studies Prove Homosexuality is Not Genetic, June 24th, 2013. The idea comes down to genetics and your DNA. So to give you the quick on DNA and genes, all the information that makes up you is contained in your DNA. DNA is found in the nucleus of almost every cell in your body literally trillions of cells have this code 
all the instructions for making you are contained in your DNA. The instructions that determine your eye color, your blood type, all contained in your DNA. Those instructions are called your genes. Now, there is a massive amount of information contained in your DNA. If we printed it out on just normal printer paper, it would contain about 1.2 million pages of information. That much information is stored in your DNA in the nucleus of every single cell in your body. Technically, not every single cell. Your red blood cells don't have DNA in them. There's, there's a few certain types of cells, but that has no bearing on today's discussion. If you took 1.2 million pieces of paper and just stacked it on all up, it would be about 425 feet tall. To give you a reference, the Statue of Liberty is 305 feet tall. It's a lot of information. Now, because humans are all different, our genes found in our DNA are different. But there are very, very special people whose DNA is exactly the same. They are identical twins. Every character on over 1 million pages of paper are identical. Because identical twins have identical DNA, we can study them in order to determine whether differences between us are influenced by our genes or, after we're born, by our environment. Since identical twins have identical DNA, they should be the same except for when genetics are not the determining factor. If people are born gay, then identical twins should have the same sexual orientation, whether straight or gay. The problem is, that's not the case. The quote above from the article, Identical Twin Studies Prove Homosexuality is Not Genetic, explains this point. When identical twins are studied and one is found to be homosexual, the other is not. Identical twins should be the same 100% of the time if sexual orientation was innate, but it is not. As I said before, I say now again, there are only homosexual acts and we make a decision to do them. Decisions are not innate or immutable. Your decision to steal or not steal, your decision to worship God or not worship God, or which God, though they are none of those things are determined prior to birth based on your dna they are decisions you get to make your decisions argument number four logical arguments let's go back to the idea that homosexuals are people who were born that way if that's the case we can agree that homosexuality is the most recessive gene in existence can't we Think about this. The point I'm making is a simple one. If someone can't have children, their genes can't be passed on, right? So if homosexuals, people of the same gender who cannot procreate and have babies with each other, if they would pass on homosexuality through their genes, then can't we agree that it is the most recessive gene in existence because it would never get passed on. Since homosexuals don't reproduce, the so-called gay gene would never get passed on to their progeny. Homosexuals as a people group would die out after one generation. At the very least, we could say that there would be less homosexuals every generation, not more. Argument number five, people confuse desire with innate. Some people have a desire to perform homosexual acts that they call, and they call that being born that way. Some people have a desire to perform homosexual acts, and they call that being born that way. It's simply a temptation to do a sexually perverse act. They are tempted by sin. Every Christian in the world is tempted by sin. 
Choosing to act on that temptation is different from claiming that I was born that way and that you must accept my behavior as normal. Let's take a married couple. Let's say that the wife has a desire to have sex with another man. Would anyone agree with her if she said she was born that way? She can't help it. She has to do it. It is just impossible for her to remain monogamist. She must have sex with another man. Anyone buy that? What if the man said, I have a desire to have sex with a girl under 18? Would anyone agree with him if he said he was born that way? It is just impossible for him to abstain from having sexual assault on a minor. He must have sex with underage girls. Does anyone buy that? Of course not. Every single one of us would say no. It's a decision. Now, it happens to be a sin, and people are tempted to do sin. We, our body is made of flesh, and we are tempted by our flesh, by the world, by the devil, to do wrong. And I don't doubt that that wife is tempted to have an extramarital affair. I don't doubt that that husband is tempted to be a pedophile. I don't doubt that those temptations are real, but no one would agree that that behavior is innate and immutable because if it was we have to accept it the reason we don't buy it is because we all know that behavior is a choice i personally don't blame people christian or non-christian for a desire to sin i have a church full of sinners We're constantly inviting more sinners to come on in. We're happy to have them. But we make a stand and we say, no, this is sin. Anything beyond this line, that's that's sin. We're We're not allowed to do that. It's not okay. And what we need to do is we need to say, you know what? There's the sin. Boy, I've been doing it a real long time. So much so, you might say that I'm addicted to it. Mentally and emotionally, It's just normal to me. I've been drinking to excess and drunkenness for so long, I can't imagine not doing it. Well, it's not innate. It's not immutable. You weren't born that way. It's a sin. It's a behavior. It's a choice. And after doing it for so long, it might be really hard to stop. You might not be able to imagine your life without alcohol, but that doesn't change the fact oh, you've been having premarital sex for years. You've never been married. You're about to turn 30 years old. And you've had several relationships and you have premarital sex all the time. And you've had it for so long, you can't even imagine living a different way. Celibacy? That just, that doesn't make sense to me. I I couldn't imagine not having sex with other people until I get married. I can't imagine just getting married and then having sex with my spouse and that's it. And I've been doing it for so long. That might be really hard to stop. Hey, I get it. But it's your behavior. Your behavior is a choice. It's not immutable. It's not innate. You were not born that way. Friends, there is a difference. The difference is important. And as Christians, it is important that we stand up and proclaim the word of God boldly. I can go into the history of homosexuality and sodomy. I can tell you how this acceptance by a country to accept homosexuality and sodomy and sexually perverse sins is always a precursor to the destruction of a nation. We've seen that through history for thousands of years. That's what's coming. Doesn't matter. The reason we are against it is because God said so. And God makes it serious. He takes it seriously. But 
Patrick. That's all Old Testament stuff. First of all, it's not. It's in the New Testament just like it's in the Old Testament. But Jesus didn't believe that way. He didn't write about it or talk about it. You know what? I don't think that's applicable anymore. That is hands down the stupidest argument a Christian could make. First of all, let me ask you a question. Are you polytheistic? Do you believe in multiple gods? Is there a one certain God that wrote the Old Testament and he he died and got, had gone away and there's a new God that wrote the New Testament? Is that what you believe? Because the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is the same God that I worship today that wrote the entire Bible. Do you think that the Holy Spirit of God had holy men of God moved at the time to write down certain things in the Bible? Do you think God the Father told Moses what to write down in the Torah and Jesus slammed his hand on the table and said, I object? Do you think that's what happened? Are you polytheistic? Is God the Father, the Holy Spirit, and the Lord Jesus Christ, are they different gods? Because most Christians act in their Christianity as if they are polytheistic. They believe in many gods. They believe in at least one of the Old Testament and one of the New Testament, and therefore they have this ridiculous and flat-out stupid idea that the Old Testament just needs to be thrown away, and there's nothing to be learned there, and the things that God hates that we find about out about in the Old Testament, God all of a sudden doesn't hate. So God doesn't hate bestiality anymore. God doesn't hate children's sacrifice anymore, because we don't read about it enough in the New Testament, so therefore we we can write it off and say, no, I don't think we have to uh, uh, believe what God said. We don't have to follow those dictates. I think that I can live by sacrificing my children, having sex with farm animals, and somehow be, cur- be blessed of God in the New Testament. You're an idiot. And someone needs to tell you that. Are you polytheistic? Because there is one God that I worship. One. And I don't just get to write off portions of the Bible that I don't like. I don't get to write off portions of the Bible that I happen to find inconvenient. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's a whole nother discussion. I'm happy to go over the whole way that the Old Testament and New Testament work together. By the way, those terms, Old Testament and New Testament, are terrible to use. And they cause so much confusion. If anything, you could say Old Covenant and New Covenant, those are Bible terms, and we read about that through the Bible. We also find out that God was explaining the New Covenant all the way back in the books of Leviticus and and Deuteronomy. But... You know what? In order to understand that, you'd actually have to read your Bible. You'd have to study it a little. And I don't expect opponents to the homosexual argument to do that. Because they believe in a little bit more of a convenient Christianity, kind of. They don't believe in, thus saith the Lord. They don't believe that God says that there are blessings when you obey me and there are curses when you disobey me. They don't believe that kind of stuff. But for those of us that love God and love his word and want to study his word and we want to be more like God and we want to learn what God says, what we find is that the entire book is consistent all the way through. We cannot write off portions of the Bible that we find to be inconvenient. We need to figure out a way to obey God by his word even when it makes us unpopular with our friends with our family with people in our church that's what we got to do because folks your report card is not going to be filled out by your pastor or the people you go to church with or your family any of your friends people in your neighborhood when we stand before god one day and keep in mind if you are a born-again blood-washed child of god 
you're going to heaven. But we're going to stand before God one day at the judgment seat of Christ. And we're going to have to answer for what we've done in this life. And let me tell you, you don't want to be on the wrong side of these things. Hate what God hates. Love what God loves. That's a safe place to be. What's happened in America today, and forgive me, this wasn't in my notes, so I'm going to just try to get into it real quick here. It's found in Isaiah chapter... Go to Isaiah chapter 5, and we're going to go to uh, verse 20. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. That's what's going on today in Christianity in America. That's what's going on today in American Christian churches. They are calling evil good and good evil. They are calling the word of God and the standards that God sets down in this book as evil. They are calling evil things like homosexuality. They are calling those things good. Just like the prophet Isaiah told us these things were going to happen thousands of years ago. We are seeing this play out in America today. When you hear someone soften up on homosexuality, give you the idea that it's not that bad. Give you the idea where they flat out condone it, where they flat out support it. There is a problem there. Where they say that homosexuals can come to our church and they can get saved and they get baptized and guess what? They stay together. And they continue to have homosexual sex and and perverse sexual relations. And they can just be a member of the church and they can sit next to me and my family. And hey, that's just wonderful because they're here. That is nonsense. That is not what the Bible says. That is not acceptable. That is not okay. That is a perversion. How about you try reading what Paul says about these things in the book of 1st and 2nd Corinthians? That is not how we deal with sexual perversion in the church. Evil good calling good evil. That is what is going on in America today. And friends, I am continually losing respect for more and more people in my life over this issue. I am losing respect for family members. I am losing respect for pastors that I know. I am losing respect for Christians by the hundreds that are rolling over and softening up their view on and accepting the sin of homosexuality and sodomy. Friends, if you are confused by all this and you are thinking to yourself, man, this just doesn't, this isn't right. This doesn't sound okay. This this sounds like the opposite of what God is saying. You are the one that is normal. You might be alone in your beliefs, but you are the one that is normal. You are the one that is believing in line with the word of God. You are the one when God looks down, he smiles upon them because they are taking a stance, even when it is difficult, even when they are, are alone. And God says, you know what? I'm there with you. I know it's tough. Keep doing it. You need to be a light on the hill. There are serious Christians in the world, and they need to see that someone is telling the truth. They need to see that they are not alone in their beliefs. So, friends, for those of you that believe the Bible and take a strong stance on the sin of homosexuality, which keep in mind, this is only the first step. We've already seen where the world is going. The world is currently telling five-year-olds that little boys can turn into little girls, and guess what? We're more than happy to help you do it and not tell your parents about it. The, The world is saying, That teenage boys, it's okay for them to be in a locker room and get dressed and be naked around teenage girls. That's what the world is saying. 
Where do you think this is going? You are going to be asked to accept all of these behaviors as normal, and you are going to be asked to accept them all. Homosexuality is just the first one. Friends, we are at an hour. I very much appreciate many of you for staying with us for this live video. For all the rest of you, you can hear us on the Bible Thumper podcast where somebody's got to say it. You can find us on Spotify, on Google, on Apple Podcast. If you just get on Google and you search for Bible Thumper podcast, you can find a YouTube channel and a Facebook page. Our videos are on those pages all the time until we get popular enough. I'm pretty sure videos like this one will be taken down, but you can go ahead and you can get on there and you can listen to all types of live videos. We do one of these every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Mountain Time, 8 p.m. Central. You can always chime in and write a comment, write a question during the video. When we're doing this, we will get back to you and you can contact me patrick hayes go to biblethumperpodcast at gmail.com send me an email if there's a topic you'd like me to talk about or yell and scream about go ahead and send me an email and ask me to put something together about it i'd be happy to do it and thank you everyone for joining us please have a great week and we will see you next sunday night